everybody, I'm Roxy. And I'm Priska. And we are the, the two Horny Goats! We're just two Horny Goats climbing the mountain of life, eating Asian American stereotypes for breakfast! Yes! The power! Welcome to. Season four, episode four. <laughs> In Chinese, this is a very unlucky episode, but that's okay. That's why we're not singing the Chinese version. No, of it. it's true. Yeah, because uh, the number four in Chinese sounds like duh. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so we're not tying we're in not that superstition to this we're not episode. Because we're not doing it. This episode is yes. actually incredibly important. We've 100%. been sort of seeding it throughout various episodes, even in season true. three as well. Yeah, that's true. Um, today we're talking about masculinity in 2023 what it looks like what it sounds like what it smells like um and but really it's a conversation about why we need to dismantle the patriarchy so really light fodder well priscilla you were the one that actually came up with this idea last season so what triggered it no yeah i i've been thinking about this topic a lot Mm. and a lot of it is actually triggered by conversations I've had with the men in my life who are staunch feminists, who I love so much, you know, um, and they're expressing a lot of frustration. Mm. And I'm, and at first, you know, I, I kind of was part of the raw, raw feminism around like Hillary, like, totally. you know, 2016, like, boom, let's go. Relate. Fuck men, I you relate. Know? I relate. Hard relate. And yeah. then um, I, I kind of was like, all the men need to shut up and sit down. We don't need to be hearing from them. They've talked enough kind of attitude. To well, be that's honest. because it feels like they had the voice for so many generations. Yes. Yeah. And I 100% get why we all felt that way. There's a reason why so many of us kind of opted it into felt that. Like we were galvanizing. Yeah, we were galvanized. We felt seen and heard in a way, and maybe we felt repressed in a way that we didn't realize or recognize. And once that was named and kind of defined for us, we were like, fuck yes that's something that i experienced that's something that i feel like i struggle with that's mm. a difficulty that has uh, i don't know like we we put a lot of our angst into that space you know and it was fun i'm not gonna say it wasn't fun and that it wasn't warranted and that you know i mean collective anger is pretty powerful and anger is not a bad thing it's like i've said in previous episodes is to inform something yes. regarding like feeling unheard or whatever you know and that's a lot of what's pushing feminism right 100 but then it's like collective anger especially using social media Mm -hmm. is so powerful because like we said in previous episodes as well social media creates a very extreme binary yeah stance yeah it does Mm -hmm. and it also creates it also can depending on what kind of you're plugged into for social media it can create a mono culture it can create a mono yes a mono thought on something you know so yes so i'm not saying i'm not demonizing anything that came before this i'm just saying i feel like now we're in 2023 and i feel like it's the time to find some nuance and to figure out what it is we're actually gunning for you know what are we actually angry about yeah and so i think something that started coming up a lot was a lot of like very beloved men in my life that I trust, that I agree with, that I support, um, expressing a lot of frustration. And I'm going to be honest. I think at first when they were frustrated about certain things, I was like rolling my eyes, like law, like, okay. Like, you what know what were I they mean? Saying? What were they saying? Just feeling like they weren't heard feeling like nothing that they said was right. Feeling like anytime they spoke, they, they had to kind of, they weren't allowed to, 
feel their feelings about women shutting them down mm. or about women's opinions about certain things. Right. Um, which I, yeah, I both totally understand and then started hearing these men saying that in a very, like, it, there was a pattern to it. Um, I was like, okay, let's dig into this a little bit because I feel like what's happening is it's not creating, we, like, the way that feminism, I guess, like, the pop feminism is generally or quote-unquote woke culture is, um, a lot of times it actually it it extinguishes the room for more dialogue right it kind of eats up the oxygen in the air mm -hmm. and it's like it memifies very complex ideas mm -hmm. and then kind of feeds us things that we're supposed to say right which can be good if like they're very complex things and you don't always like have a response on hand mm -hmm. some of these responses can be very useful so i don't think the the, the, the there's a kernel of good in that you know but at the same time i think we need to pull back and see what mm -hmm. it's doing and i'm feeling like there's a lack of nuance here and there's a misplacement of the anger on like modern men today who a lot of them i mean <laughs> most men are not actively trying to perpetuate the patriarchy they're right. actively i think at least people in our circle trying to unlearn it and like benefiting from it, but not knowing how to unbenefit from it and feeling guilty, but wanting to just live their lives. There's a lot of tension here. And I just wanted to explore that because I neither think one side is right or wrong. But you know what I'm saying? I think that there needs to be a deeper discussion. Into yeah, this. because like we live in a, a bubble, you know, we mm -hmm. live in a bubble with certain people like I know the men in my life they're working very, very hard to be open and to listen and to not react, Yeah, you know, and, and that's, shit's not easy. I mean, we're in a very trigger sensitive generation yeah. and it's like, sometimes when I feel like I'm living in LA and I'm operating in these conversations in this circle, my TikTok algorithm algorithm yeah. has been set for me. Then I take a plane, I go back to Taiwan, Yeah, you know, and there are a lot of things where I'm like feeling triggered by, because I'm like, why aren't they right. dot, 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 why aren't they dot, 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 they should be dot, 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 like, yeah. you know, women should be dot, 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 right? Oh my gosh, and yeah. Then, you know, and then it's just, I was also on the same boat as you, where I was, let's all go and like fight the patriarchy, but I was misplacing a lot of my anger because yes. the men in my life who I've come to love and have been allies to me and really lifted me up, you yeah. know, same, like they don't know who to talk to or what to say or even have the real language for it. And if they don't know how to do that, how can the rest of the men of the world like even have any sort of ideas? Yeah. Like everything in life, we sort of have to meet in the middle. I uh, I could not agree with you more. And right. I and I I think what we're going to do today is we're going to kind of cover a bit of like what we always say is like the patriarchy it does not serve women and it doesn't, doesn't serve, serve men. men. And and although like men are gifted with a lot of privilege, you know, and and so we want to, you know, make that clear that that's something we do believe. It's not like we're we're not apologists for men, right? In this episode. We're not invalidating anything that we no. go through as women. You know what I'm saying? It's we're like loving and we can be critical at the same time. Yeah. Um, and so like, but, but because of a lot of the societal structures around it, we're going to break down some of the things that why men suffer because of masculinity. Another sidebar as well. We are covering this as a overgeneralization yes. today. So <laughs> yes. obviously, um, you know, <laughs> gender roles, like yeah. 
queer people, like however yes. you define, however you identify, we're just just going to be talking about men and women for the sake of the argument. Yeah, uh, thank you for bringing that up. And I think part of that is that we uh, until we dismantle the patriarchy, we can't comfortably make room. Patriarchy doesn't serve anybody, no. everyone, regardless yeah. of gender, regardless we, of gender. Exactly. Yeah. We need yeah. to dismantle it so that we can make better, more comfortable spaces for queer people, non-binary folks. And like, that's what we're all about. We want to get there eventually. Like, you know, we want that today. We want that five minutes ago. We want that a thousand years ago. But like, it's one of the things that we're working on. Uh, and it kind of really pertains to the U.S. because that's where we live and that's where we work and that's where we exist right now. Totally. And before we jump into the first topic, because I feel like we're ready to go. Okay, you know yeah. what I'm saying? I do want to share two instances that Please. like that regarding this topic that has happened to me this past week. Right? Okay, shit. And, and, and the thing is that Roxy in 2020 would have responded very differently. Interesting. To Roxy 2023. Okay. Right? So I was having lunch with a filmmaker colleague of mine. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's a white guy, mm-hmm. right? And we're both working in genre. And we got to talking, blah, blah, blah. And it felt like we were sort of at the same sort of uh, professional level. Yeah. And he was expressing how difficult it was for him. Mm. You know, like you hear like a white yeah. guy like having difficulty. In, and you, you know, want to like, roll your yeah, eyes. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> like and you know um, I was like you already have privilege right that's usually like what it is your first thought exactly for me I've been very I feel very happy and content where I am and you know um, I feel like my team really looks out for me I'm constantly getting put out for work and I'm constantly knock on wood getting work yeah you know and um, and a thought came into my mind because he really has done a lot just on his own yeah and um, he says the doors are shut on him and I said and I just said this, guys, don't come at me. All right. <laughs> I just I just said this. It was what happened. I said, well, also, you know, I'm like, people want women of color now. Yeah. And then right now, this right, very right second, now, very yeah. second. And then he said, yeah, that's true. Right. And then for <laughs> me, it's like for me, it's like I wanted him. <laughs> Roxy 2020 would have wanted him to say something different. Yeah, like, yeah. But you deserve this because yeah. we've been getting it for so long. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But the thing is, like, he just expressed his his honest his true thought his true thought yeah. and like um his struggles are also valid yeah in whatever his experiences i don't yeah. know him that well right yes and then in a, in a beat he turned around he goes but you know i completely stand that you. like yes. i support you yeah. like like I, I don't want you that to come yes. back to like whatever and so that goes into exactly what we're talking yes. about it's sort of like this whole backpedaling like feeling like we can't have an honest discussion without getting triggered yes and know? having all these caveats and yes. all these things and like honestly one of the things we're going to talk about is like what the patriarchy demands from men is for them to suppress their feelings and pretty much like erase themselves of all emotion and i just feel like there's a lot of emotion and there's a lot of tension here on this topic and there's not a lot of language um that's available or allowed you know in this time and it just feels like i agree i feel like um i think one of my guy friends like stopped me and they were like I feel like nothing I say can be right right now. And I was like, oh, like, dude, I hear that. Yeah. And so it's like men, plural of all time. I agree. You know, they they've had enough privilege. They should step down. But men, as in like individuals that we know in the modern times who are just alive, it's not their fault. And they are experiencing certain things that are very uncomfortable. And if they're used to privilege, having certain privilege and opportunity being taken away from you is uncomfortable. And I think that's okay for us to like talk about. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And what's your second? The second. So yesterday I was with a friend of mine. They're a married couple. Okay. 
And, you know, the husband, he asked me yesterday, he's like, oh, what are you doing tomorrow? I was like, I'm going to go see Prisca. We're yeah. going to do um, our podcast recording. And, you know, they're fans of Two Horny Goats. Oh. And then he said, um, you know, what's your topic? And I said, well, it's about masculinity and the yeah. patriarchy, right? And yeah. then my friend, who is the wife in the back, she was like, um, yeah, like men need to step down. <laughs> we love her, you yes. know, but she, she, she was just saying that, like, we don't need to change. They do. Uh-huh. And I'm just like, well. You know, I was like, actually, we're going to be taking the stance of, you know, exploring this a little bit deeper. Yeah. And then he actually got so distracted by what I was saying that he missed the, the exit oh like, my gosh. twice. Oh, wow. Because, because the, and that just goes to show that, like, you know, even in these dynamics where yeah. it's like partnerships are changing mm-hmm. and like women are expecting more of a partner than a provider. Yes. Because we are, you know, able to be financially independent now, like the world is different, right? Yeah. Our par- our parents, our mothers before had to sort of carry both careers and be a mom. Yeah. But now women are choosing to sort of, we don't need you, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So I could see the tension between them yeah. in that sense, but it just goes perfectly because the way that he kept missing the exit was just that he felt like, is there a space to actually talk about this? Yes, right. totally. And I I literally had lunch with someone this week and they were like telling me as a man um, who's trying to do my best to embrace my softer side and to embrace, um, you know, the role that I have in the patriarchy and to kind of uh, to, to uh, like deprogram myself and all these things. Um, he was like, when I go into all male spaces, like, I don't feel like I can be met there with the same softness and emotional intelligence. And what I told him was like, I was like, all I can tell you is that there's so many men in my life that have expressed to me the same desire. And he's like, but see, they can share that with you more than they can share that with each other because it's not really allowed unless you're drunk out of your mind with another male friend, you know? And for all of you like men out there, if you have this friendship, Hooray, huzzah. Like, if you have friendships where you can be... You can be, like, um, soft to friendships exactly. with other men. Oh, my God. Huzzah. I love that. I love, I love that. that. Like, I love that's that. That's everything yeah. I want. Jaw had to join a therapy group called <laughs> Dudes with Feelings. Yes. <laughs> so there's something missing here. So we're going to dive into topic one. Yes. Which is basically gender construction and its impact on men. Oh, let's get into it. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. Let's yes. get into it. And I wanted to read a, a, a quote by Bell Hooks. I'm not that familiar with her work. However, I you know, in doing research for this episode, quotes from her kept coming up and up and up and up. So I'm going to do my homework and read some of her work this week. Um, and I'm sure you're going to, I'm probably going to be a, become a, a full on apologist for them, you know? <laughs> um, but it, it, she has this quote from her book, the will to change men, masculinity and love. Mm-hmm. The first act of violence that patriarchy demands of males is not violence towards women. Instead, patriarchy demands of all males that they engage in the acts of psych psychic self-mutilation what that they kill off the emotional parts of themselves if an individual is not successful in emotionally crippling himself he can count on patriarchal men to enact rituals of power that will assault his self-esteem you know what this reminds me of this is fucking psychic self-mutilation jesus um when you told me about the fact that it was harder on men to resist oh i mean the the expectation to resist masturbation yeah in um in the church in the church yeah yeah like it was harder you know the the expectation they were more strict on them yes yeah it was harder on them yeah no 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 well yeah because it's so external because it's like they feel like they could be 
I don't know. Women are controlled, but men, it's like, yeah, psychic mutilation. What else is that kind of ringing in, uh, ringing in you? A lot of is, um, because I can only speak from my female experience, you know, it's like, I can only really put my thoughts into this quote from the lens of my own experience. Mm -hmm. And that's like not living as a man, obviously, but seeing what society and expectation and culture has done to people like my father Mm. or like, you know, the men in my life Mm -hmm. who are the oldest or like the eldest and, um, how they're unable to like when those men hang out with each other, the drinking culture, the frat bro society, like all of this is bringing up, like be a man. Yeah. masculine kill off the emotions because that's associated with femininity yeah that's so don't true. cry don't cry yeah where does it go i know it i feel like that becomes toxic in your body just yeah. you know not a medical thought but like you know if i have an emotion that i can't express like i feel like it becomes toxic in my body yesterday the the white guy i was having lunch yeah. with who's a filmmaker colleague he was like you know, it's weird. Like recently I've just been driving around at night and I just keep crying and I don't know why. And it's, it's similar to my mom crying and not knowing. I mean, it's similar, but it's not the same. Yeah. 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 Obviously it's like, we're talking about gender here. Um, and, and I told him, I was like, that's because your body stores your emotions in places in your body and needs to release it because it's a dam. Yeah. 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 It's overflowing. Like it needs to go somewhere. somewhere. It comes out in random parts from your subconscious that you can't control. One, like 100%. And I think, I think this brings up a lot. I, I think a lot of the men in my life, when they when I do see them cry, it, they either cry like I feel like they're unwell versed in crying. And mm-hmm. so either it comes out like explosive, like, <laughs> like, you know, um, or it's like childlike, like yeah. it sounds like a toddler. And yeah. for me, I think in 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 like when I'm with my girls or when when I'm surrounded by the women that I love and I feel you know, safe enough to cry. I feel like we cry in a very like, um, I don't know, advanced crying. I don't know. It's like, no, no, you know no. what I'm saying? It's like a, a Dude, crying 401. Yes. You know? yeah. Yes. Different, there's a there's nuance a language to it. There's a, there's a nuance in crying yes. almost. And, and like when I've seen like my dad cry, for example, that's like a scary thing, right? Because it's so rare yeah. and it's almost angry sometimes yeah. because they're mad at themselves for crying yeah. during their cry fest to- totally and so you know there's a lot of things i want to bring up today um and it's kind of how you know i know gender roles have morphed so much over the last century yeah and i feel like in a weird way it has left a lot of us kind of displaced um in terms of like the structures have kind of changed but then the roles that are being imparted are the same so it it, it's like how a lot of women are known to take up a lot of the housework even though they're both both the women and the 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 men have full-time jobs right so it's like you know i think women are known to take up about on uh, statistically like 70 percent of the housework right you know and they're taking on that burden even though financially they're they're contributing 50 50 right it's been established in cultures from previous generations exactly so that's that's tough to undo and it takes time but at least a lot of us kind of displaced right um and i think there are a lot of anachronistic things that are still implicitly passed on for sure um to men like from men to men to men to men and as we'll get into in the second half also from women who buy into the patriarchy well like let me turn this question on you like in what sense do you see this in your life so i i see it in a lot of ways i feel like because i'm married to 
I'm I'm married to Abe, and mm. he is both. You know, I think his Korean Christian, like evangelical Christian upbringing, brings a lot of the the patriarchy into our relationship. Yes. However, his constant commitment to undoing and un- unlearning that, going to therapy, mm-hmm. um, training to be a spiritual director, all these things has morphed him into something that he's a, he's a man who, if he can't express his emotions, knows why. Yeah. And he tries his best to share his feelings and express that. And when he shows up with his friends, he is immediately ready to like be emotionally present and to go deep for lack of a better term, you know? Mm -hmm. And I've seen it play out where some men like they, it's like, um, it's like a plant to water. They, they just, they bloom, they, they flourish. They're so excited, you know, to meet someone like this. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And they won't let them go. Like they hold on to them and they're like, this is so unique. Yeah, Because like when, when you provide that safe space, they're like putting their toe in the deep end. They're like, is this safe? Is it safe? put my foot in here yeah will i drown all right and he's like here's a life jacket yeah like you know we're going out on this water it looks scary but i love that but then there's some people that he encounters where they get weirded out Mm. because he's going against the grain of typical masculinity absolutely you know absolutely so sometimes it's korean guys but you know it's been white men too they they just they'll make a joke they're like okay that's awkward or that's weird why do you want to know that that type of language and it really hurts abe and 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 it affects me because it really deeply hurts him yeah you know oh my god we both have very sensitive um male partners we do and it's like because john and i were in cabo this week right and like there was a lot of you know older white dudes like at the resort and john's a big black guy you know what i'm saying (laughs) it's like if if he's gonna be going into a pool like they're gonna be like hey what's up you know what's good like you know what are you drinking there what do you drink and john doesn't drink he doesn't drink alcohol and it's like i guess a lot of people would assume like why do you go to an all-inclusive resort if you're not not gonna drink yeah and then um and it's it's like kind of interesting because job will come to me afterwards and he's like these conversations i'm just so uncomfortable with he goes they don't even really he's like you know you're not gonna go deep if they don't even ask you for your name wow and he's such a heart i mean this is why we you and i are good friends and that's why like we have the partners that we do and that's why they're all good friends they are yeah like and and then it's like yeah we go on vacation to somewhere else and it's, it's exactly like it puts you out into the open ocean again where you're like open looking around you at this reality of the collective right right and that we still even though we're having these conversations in our smaller groups like it's not really being talked about no and it feels insurmountable and one of the other accounts that really struck me as i was doing research for this episode was um ftm trans folks who transition from female to male female to male ftm yes and so when they become male or when they start passing as men in society one of the first things they realize is how mean men are to each other right how cold they can be how callous they can be um and then when they were in the world like being viewed as female or as a woman um they were treated differently you know, there was a difference in the way men treated them. Well, see, here's the thing is like in East Asian culture, for yeah. example, in China, there's a one child policy, right? Yes. So a lot of girls are given up so that the couples can have a male. But <sighs> then, but then see the thing in Chinese culture, right, is to pass on legacy is to have family, right. have children. But because there's over surplus 
of men. Right. And there's like, I don't know, 15 to one woman. Wow. They can't get married. And that brings shame to them. Another example is, um, I don't know if you know about this culture, but like Japanese salary men. Yes. So they basically work from 6 a.m. to midnight. So they work all day. It, this is this is part of their culture. It's it's to bring them, you know, pride and yeah. to also make them feel like they're a part of it. You yeah, know, like yeah. there's so much shame attached to um, these cult, these yes. these East Asian men, right? And then at night they're forced to go drinking with their superiors until they pass out. You see photos yeah. of them passed out on the subway, passed out on the streets. Yeah, you know, and then. Because if you go home and you show your emotions, you're shamed for that right, as well. Right, right. So it's like, how much can you put up with? Jeez. Until until you're mentally just broken. Yeah, right? and there's like a word for working yourself to death right. in Japanese culture, right? Right. And so like one of the things are, I think a lot of things that are implicitly passed on yeah. um, to men, and maybe explicitly or implicitly, honestly, in, these, in this day and age, right? But like we want to talk about some of these things. One of them is men are taught that they deserve a woman. Incel culture. <laughs> Talk to me. What it what is hearing that? Like what images come to your um, mind right now? Elliot Roger, remember him? Remember yeah. him and his manifesto? Yes. Terrifying. That was fucking scary. I think yeah. it's um I think for me, incel culture I guess we weren't really fully exposed to it until like maybe five or six years ago. In like, the mainstream, in the yeah. Mainstream, um and then it was terrifying when I started reading these like forums about what they would say to each other yeah. and like that women does, you know, they deserve women and that they deserve to have sex and they yeah. deserve to have all of these things. When and if fact, they don't, then women like deserve violence kind of, right? Exactly. Yeah. But it's like coming from a psychological perspective, we all know that violence towards others was violence on oneself. Yes. You know? It's like, but um, when you're operating in just obsession and yeah. like shame and guilt, you don't think like that. No. And, I think, you know, obviously, if we look at incel culture, there's a lot to point out and make fun of and all that, right? Like, there's a lot. It's terrifying, though. It is. And it starts with such a simple kernel of what's fed to them. It's such a small little acorn of an idea. Yeah, like this entitlement kernel. Exactly. Exactly. Um, where i mean i i we know where it comes it's just so strange because it's like the majority of the world is patriarchal sure 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 right and it's almost like a collective kernel that's like given to men yes right like and it's spread like wildfire well it's just i feel like in exchange for closing themselves off to the world it's almost a guarantee that they have this softness and nurturing and a uh, family uh, like opportunity with mm-hmm. a person or mm-hmm. or with women like depending on what time in history right mm-hmm. um but they almost feel like it is literally in an exchange of 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 land sometimes you would get a, a woman in exchange right like it's like something that you can get it's all transactional, it's transactional for, for the yeah. sake of society. Yeah. You know, it was basically marriage and all of that stuff was designed so that we can have a yes. society. We could have org- an organizational system. Yeah. So that you could to... continue your line. Exactly. So it's like all of this lashing out, all this violence is from a subconscious expectation of yes. oneself to be able to provide and exist in the system. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. You, you said it way better than I could have. No. And, no, and I think what it is, is like. Like we're talking about like those 
thankfully, those structures don't exist anymore. However, some of the sentiments are still being passed on. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? From like they're just being perpetuated even in a commercial with a man and a woman and a dog you know what i mean mm. you it's perpetuating this idea that goes beyond like oh two people falling in love but actually a patriarchal uh uh entitlement that men deserve a woman that they're entitled to having a woman you know so th- that is continued and 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 it, it it's it's easy to point at someone and be like whoa how'd you get there you crazy like you know insult person but then at the same time it's like i think when you look at the breadcrumbs like it is heartbreaking like it's heartbreaking that they got there i mean yeah it's all you know it's all funneled through a certain place yeah like i remember like when my mom when i was growing up it, it, the concept of like being married off right yeah. she goes if you're not this or that, a man is not going to choose you. Yeah. Right. But, yes. And then, so you're just like, Oh, a man will choose me yes. to be, I'm just a sitting duck <laughs> exactly. waiting to get shot. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, please someone, somebody choose, somebody choose me. Mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, it, it's like another really great example that this brought up for me is I've told the story about my maternal line, yeah. like my grandmother's, um, family, how she had six daughters. Yeah. And then how they all were fighting for a son. And then my uncle was the last one to come out. He was wow. like number seven. Yeah. But then the expectations and pressure that was placed on him. Yeah. He was being, he was, I love you, Ama, but like he was verbally and emotionally abused. Wow. And physically abused to the point where he became so crippled and resentful and he became an alcoholic wow. due to the pressures that he could not fulfill. Wow. And so I feel like, you know, that that story in my family is a shining, shining, glaringly red representation of how the patriarchy has destroyed someone like him. uh, Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Another thing that we've already kind of touched on, men are taught it's wrong to show emotion. So they drink. So they drink. (laughs) You know, I, I think, I know we're kind of like, generalizing a lot yeah. but in asia yeah. i think the drinking is is prescriptive for yes it. i think in the u.s it is a little different yes it, it's becoming different... something different in our generation as well but you know we use substances when we don't want to cope with our emotions or we don't know how to cope with our emotions yeah definitely right? definitely and and so men are being men are being taught that it's wrong to show emotions in the in the u.s in the western world specifically through um terms like boys don't cry yeah um, and so like you're ridiculed for crying as, as a child, you're looked upon as being maybe a sissy, a fe- like too feminine, all these like terms that are very gendered. However, one thing that I, I, I realized going through, I, I, you know, going through Reddit was a lot of men are still being ridiculed for crying by their girlfriends or people they're dating. What? If they show emotion, all of a sudden, a lot of women will up and be like, I don't find that attractive. And they've asked them to open up and be vulnerable. But a lot of women are like, oh, I just don't find it attractive. So that's when women are also is like establishing that's the conditioning the of the patriarchal system. Exactly. Yes. Oh, that breaks my heart. Doesn't it? Yeah. And it just like it's like, wow. OK, honestly, like aside from like privileges and whatnot, a lot of what I've been reading, I'm like, I'm, I, I feel so fortunate to be a woman in, in, in the world, even though, you know, there are certain difficulties, but there's so much warmth and there's so much support and there's so much like 
availability of emotional like you know what i mean outreach we are very lucky to be existing in this time now in this day despite yeah. everything being crazy yeah, you know what i crazy. mean yeah the world's burning but, but i think <laughs> but i think honestly like and and to be in the partnerships that we're in that yeah. allow us to foster us to really have our voice and be supported and yeah. like to not really live in that dynamic yeah right so that we can also have conversations like this where we're like hey let's go a little bit deeper yeah you know and to understand that like <laughs> feminism isn't about like you know we're channeling it so much like some people think of it and especially like a lot of men who think that it's taking away their power yeah. or like being attacked like feminism uh. is attacking men which simply isn't true like yeah. in, in its basis form is to dismantle the patriarchy 100 percent. yeah yeah Oh, yeah, yeah, was just agreeing with us about yes. dismantling the yeah. patriarchy. <laughs> One of the things is like men are taught never to show their emotions. However, they're never taught to have a handle on their emotions mm-hmm. other than suppressing them. Right. So it's not like I feel like with women, like we're taught what to do with our emotions, how to utilize them, which can be terrifying in the seventh grade when like other girls are like wielding emotional terrorism on you. But men tend to learn to communicate via violence like going to war like going to war or or even more simplistically going to blows not blowjobs but um but using their fists Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying yes but yes war 100 percent. i'm talking about like from a historical context like when we're talking about like conquering other towns conquering other countries right sure like like masculinity in that sense has been glorified because it's tied with patriotism right right that that kind of history with war and violence right. is like it, it just it just basically funneled down into these sort of like micro hundred percent micro actions microaggressions and yeah and it's like yes and in the modern era it's like instead of learning to communication to communicate with your words and your emotions and whatnot they're just used to, to used to using their fists their physical uh, manifestation of that right 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 you know and processing let's not talk way. about it like we're done talking let's just fight yeah 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 exactly <laughs> to be honest it's like even as women like we i didn't feel like we as a collective really knew how to talk to each other either you know what i'm saying it's That's like true i feel like we took a lot of work yeah in us to know how to communicate emotionally yeah to each other um to ourselves so that just really brought up the idea that like you know it's like it was we're definitely moving towards yeah a big change and and that's why i don't feel like i'm not a like a like a a bio person or like you know i i'm not a neuroscientist um so you know maybe there are some brain differences mm-hmm. you know specifically I, i'm not like too familiar with it however i don't think that like men can't be good with their words right. i don't think men can't be good with their emotions because i also know that women when we started out we fucking sucked at it but we were allowed we were given entree we were practiced in it over and over and over until now we're in our mid-30s and we're finally feeling like oh i can have these like emotional conversations in a very like productive way you know what i mean so i agree it's like we have a phd in it and and i think men right now are just really starting to allow themselves to do it um but maybe not always with each other i think like coming from a social social sociology background i can't even say that fucking word even though i have a degree in it 
It's like every, you know, I always like to think of we're all human, yeah. but everything is built from social construction. Yeah. Gender is that as well. 100%. And it's like, we've just, this has been so ingrained in our DNA, like from the hunter gatherers, like they go hunt for the meat and the women, you know, collect berries and all that stuff. Yeah. And it just somehow just has infiltrated and has been passed down into these like little atoms into our foundation today. Mm, yeah. You know? Interesting. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's interesting because like, I feel like could I could go either way in a in a debate of innate skills and whatnot. Right. Mm-hmm. But I think either way, what's important is like without without the full expression of each organism, mm-hmm. uh, we're going to be lacking something. Right. And I think right now there's a lot in in males that are not being expressed and right. not being utilized and um, not being seen as a strength. Right. And so I think for that, our society is severely lacking yeah. because of it and hurting, you yeah. know? I mean, look at our politics. <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> I think both men and women want status and money. Yeah. But what do you think is like kind of the subtle differences between what the patriarchy calls for in men? Gosh, I mean, pay, right, is still like a really big thing. Being taken seriously as a female CEO is still a really big thing. Mm -hmm. This doesn't change in just the time span of one to two generations. Sure. Because you know, we're fighting against like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years, like all the way back to the feudal times, all the way back to the times of the emperor. You know what I'm saying? It's like again, I feel like our collective society, we expect too much change too fast. Right. Like, right. like with a whole, you know, like with, with gender, with race, with sometimes like yeah. it takes time. We yeah. talked about this before. And so status, I feel like a lot of women individually were like bulldozing through. Mm-hmm. So we adopt masculine traits mm-hmm. and masculinity yeah. is different for everybody. Right. You know, but in this traditional sense that is defined by our current version of the patriarchy is violence. Yes. Right. Cutthroat. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like they adopt masculine, these, these violent tendencies to bulldoze, to act like men. Yeah. You know, in order to be taken seriously. Right. But the thing is, and you and I are always talking about like, well, we don't need to be that way. We could show up as ourselves and still be able to operate. But I don't, I honestly don't even think we're there yet. Yeah. And I think too recently, the idea was that men needed to provide for their family Mm -hmm. and the more status and the more money they had, the more they had entree within male society Mm -hmm. Um, and the more doors would open for them, et cetera, et cetera. The more people would give them respect, the more people would look up to them, lionize them in their in their community. However, I think for women too recently, it was the idea that if a woman is working, uh, that was like extra it was like extra money. And I know women obviously didn't feel that way, but just for the sake of like, you know, this conversation, it was, it was almost, Oh, how cute. Oh you're my God, doing you're it. doing so much. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and like you said, like, I think maybe women in the modern era, in the modern, you know, Gen Z, younger millennial era are looking at it as I want status and I want money for myself and maybe adopting and, and absorbing some of these patriarchal motivational tools yeah yeah. because it's about power you know and like we talked about heterosexual not heterosexual what do we it was a topic about romantic love yeah yeah and um how it's like was a quote that we did in a previous episode where it's like the like real romantic love exists between men, men they, and their they, yeah they want admiration they want all these things yeah but for women it's just functional yeah even though they we they are heterosexual you know what i'm saying it's totally. like this also affects the way that we approach love and the yeah. way that we love each other right 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 it, they're cut off from it in some right. way even just like a couple weeks ago i was out at like a bachelor party and someone was like 
well, I think that the men should provide. I think he, I think my partner should pay more for rent than me because that's what guys should do. And I was like, you know, at first, like it just made my stomach turn, but I was like, all right, let me try to listen to what they're saying. I would never agree with that, but it it makes me realize like (laughs) our circle of friends are so progressive and, and there's a lot of people that still feel this way. And that for me, I can look at men and be like, no, all we want is 50 50. But then I realize like, that's not true. They're still being asked. They're still being asked to provide in this underlying way, but they're feeling that pressure. Well, see, here's the thing. If a woman makes more money, that's like a big, well, it's, it can be, it can be rough in a relationship. Yeah. Like even, even my most progressive guy friends feel shame just a little shaky about it they right? do they do feel shame because they don't feel like they're men and you know like even yeah. they, they they're like no no like she makes money bags like i just want to be a house up they joke about it but there's there's still something subconscious there that has been like conditioned by society and the expectations yes. of them yeah you know because it's like 50 50 look we all know this is a generalization but it's like you know everyone's situation is different yeah like i feel i would go 50 50 if our if our salaries made sense or are close to one another, you know, but sometimes I just do find myself wondering if I do get married to a man that is somehow a billionaire, they do cover everything (laughs) for me, you know, but But it's different, you know? And again, it's like, it's not a, I, I, I don't think it's a bad thing to have that desire, Mm -hmm. but then it's also important to like, see where that, where that comes from you know what i mean mm-hmm. like oh totally you know? i clock myself thinking about it all the time right you know and i'm like oh this is nice to be in a relationship like he can help me with finances right you know <laughs> and look i'm not a perfect person and i like like to sometimes there is that beauty in acknowledging that i need help and yeah. ja, he still has this um he has that ingrained in him too because he's the oldest son right so he'll be like never a question if you need something i will pay for it but then i also go to him and i'm like you need to tell me when you what need help. you need what your needs are i can pay for this you just need to ask for it he has a very hard time asking for it and he that's never, so tough he has never yeah asked me to pay for anything shit and and i know that sometimes like he'll take a beat like yeah. looking at something and i'm like i could get that and then he'll go oh thank you oh because he's actively trying to unlearn it too i don't know i think well i think this is different i mean in our specific relationship and the way that he grew up and like you know in our sort of relationship dynamic that he's also created with other people he is the provider that is his role Mm. so he's a soft man that still has these intrinsic Mm -hmm. qualities Mm -hmm. of what the patriarchy expects of expects someone. of him yeah yeah no that that does make sense and then you know it's like the, i think the sticky part of this is like as a human whether i'm a woman or a man if i want the help of my partner and i i, I might fantasize about having someone help me with finances that in and of itself is not a bad thing yeah you know what i'm saying yeah the the humanistic side of it is not a bad thing but then it just becomes sticky and icky like for women like us like you know when we're like oh is is this me with my installed patriarchy you know what i mean 1.0 that's still in my head that's like fucking bloatware that i can't uninstall easily you know what i'm Mm -hmm. saying or is it just me as a human that just needs some fucking help right now i i think that's like that's the thing that's like a little bit like murky you know what i mean because they might look the same but i think just being mindful yeah you know especially when you have if you're in a if you have a male partner yeah you know and they're going through it or they feel 
really quiet like when josh shuts down yeah like that's how i know i'm like okay let me be a little softer about this because there's something i don't understand like Mm. dude we don't understand shit no we only know from our own experiences yeah right and he's always like i can't raise my voice at you because i'll be seen as an aggressive man right and he doesn't want to succumb to that violence yeah you know that definition of violence that is tied to this version of masculinity even if he's the least violent person in the world he wouldn't hurt a fucking fly no, you know he's the sweetest but yeah. the threat is always there that's part of the the patriarchal structure of women and men together the threat of violence over women is always there yeah i'm not saying that there aren't women that are abusive they they're 100 are but the threat of violence is a part of that power dynamic you know what i mean totally oh, so oh my clearly- god this is so much but yeah. Oh my God, Priska, thank you so much for imparting so much knowledge. Oh, you know, gosh. you were just like an encyclopedia. Not at like, all. Not at all. Like, I was like so eloquently discussed. I feel like I've been bumbling through this entire thing, but I think that's important because there's not a lot of there's not a lot of language available to us to talk about this for sure and it's uncomfortable and again like you said like it's not our lived experience so it's confusing and it's weird and it's like is it is it i don't know you know so what we need is for y'all to like let us know how you are doing in the world yeah write to us let us know what it's like to be a man in the world today yeah just let us know your thoughts you know yeah love you guys and thank you for listening to us and we're so excited and we'll be right back with topic two If you're ever nodding along while listening to Two Horny Goats, we we totally get that we might not always agree on everything, but we're aimed at approaching each conversation with as much safety, balance, and compassion as we can. If you're enjoying this pod, please share it with a friend. Share it over lunch. Share it while you're in the car together. Share it when you don't want to talk. Just listen to us so that we completely infiltrate your mind, body, and soul. We love you. Spread the good word. Stay horny. I've always been a thick girl, mm-hmm. right? I think I think this is in my genetic makeup. Mm-hmm. Because I've never been skinny, I had to constantly apologize for taking up space. Hi, Goatees. Thanks for tuning in. Last season, we did an episode about fat phobia and binge eating. If you haven't heard it yet, this is a great one to play during your commute this week. And if I'm being completely honest with you all, I had friends, I've seen memes, I've seen it in TV shows where people are like, yeah, I turned to food for comfort. I never understood it. Until I got Ashland and I started to turn to food for comfort, it was the only pleasure center in my brain that I knew how to fire up. In all our years of friendship, these were things we never talked about because we either didn't know how to start the conversation or we just didn't feel comfortable sharing yet. And then my mom used to do this thing. Everything that I ate, she would observe. She would monitor. Mm. And I remembered... Um, sometimes she'll let me chew the food but spit it out. So I, at least I could taste it. Now that I really think back on it, it was a terrible time. We hope you take a listen. Head to twohornygoats.com slash episodes slash fatphobia to listen now. Or find the episode on Spotify and iTunes. Okay, now back to the show.
Welcome back. Welcome what a great back. ad, Priscilla. <laughs> it was really good, huh? Oh my god, it was like literally the best one. Yeah. Watch you surprise us with an ad from season one. I know. Ooh, ooh, <laughs> anything could happen. Really, anything could happen. Oh, <laughs> uh, the biggest question is now, Prisca. Like we already know the patriarchy doesn't serve anybody, but what do we do now? Uh, what do we do now? Now that we know all of this, what do we do now? Yes, I. I don't fucking know. Um, but great answer. What Honest I, answer. I, yeah, no, seriously. Yeah. I think one thing that we're trying to do is listen to each other and listen for the pain points because whether or not we agree or disagree or are uh, whether or not we even have the same goals at this moment, I think it's important to acknowledge that we each have different pain points and we need to listen to to each other because they're all like legitimate and like kind of like in a classroom not everyone's needs are going to be met mm-hmm. but all everyone's needs i think deserve a space to be heard it is the era of collaboration thank you you know dismantle yeah. the patriarchy by having collabs of the genders yes. honey and togetherness and like yeah. you, when you said like you know, when maybe like when women join the career path, they adopt masculine kind mm-hmm. of ideals or whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It kind of like strikes me that like even in fighting the patriarchy where we're, it's it can be so aggressive and not everyone. But in an overarching sense, the anger is so aggressive. It's so it's so hard. You know, there's a coldness. It's a, a shut up and sit down type of attitude. The conversation's over. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you have no space here kind of thing. And I'm like, okay, I understand the need for that because like sometimes when you're, uh, if there's an aggressive dog, you have to be as aggressive to be heard or respected. Mm-hmm. I, I get it. I, again, I'm not demonizing anything that happened in the past, but I'm wondering if there's a softer way forward. You know, I wonder if, like you said, a collaborative, softer way forward where it, it's not always going to be Mr. Nice Guy, right? But it's going to be a, a little bit more diplomatic a little more collaborative a little more dialogue focused <laughs> this you know entire time this entire time that we're talking about this i like really didn't want to bring up this show until my unsolicited picks oh shit but have you seen netflix physical 100 um uh, i haven't yet but i've seen the ad oh my god i mean besides it being like full of very drool worthy yeah. like korean men and women like i feel like it has so much to do with what we're talking about today and you know it's basically a hundred contestants of the most athletic the strongest people all korean right all korean oh well there's some foreigners and stuff and they're like looking for the toughest physique wow the strongest person the call drogo yes the call (laughs) drogo and you know they have some women there as well competing and you know when they were talking about um forming into teams making alliances and like pick the leaders yeah like, everyone's always like oh yeah like oh that woman that that team has three women they're not gonna last yeah right and then they have these incredible challenges and there's this one leader that, like i i don't think anyone voted for her but right. i think the producers just made her a team leader oh, just wow. to create that sort of friction yeah. and the underdog story yeah and you know, it just seems so impossible, but there's strength and femininity as well. Yes. There's a strength and softness and they have been, I, I hope I'm knocking on wood because I'm really vying for them. Like they think bulky, strong, like 
men masculine you know that yeah. traditional masculine sense is going to be all odds but there are strong ass people that wow have fucking fa- like wow like people were shocked yeah at some of because the, there's olympians there's crazy people yeah. you know competing in this like world record holders competing in this that are being outshone by like normal people car dealers you know all of that stuff just crossfitters Jeez. right so it's like we're fed to believe mm-hmm. that there's a certain way to be Mm-hmm. masculine right but the proof is not in the pudding no not at all <laughs> not at all so i'm like i, I can't wait to watch the show with you it's like i know so i really want to see it's it amazing and also it's like <laughs> eh. <laughs> i mean nothing wrong I really with flustered i know oh i get really God, flustered dear. watching it <laughs> <laughs> okay uh but yes okay dismantle the patriarchy yes dismantle the patriarchy <laughs> i know what do you think then about you know i think for so many years uh, men have like ogled at women mm. um and we've kind of seen that as like a hypersexualization, kind of a negative thing um and now it's kind of being turned on male bodies not in the same way but there's kind of a you know equivalency there um what do you think about that sometimes i feel that my instant reaction or like for my friends it's like oh we were objectified for so long yeah. so it's not wrong for us to have the opportunity yes. to finally to, to finally like i'll go back yeah I'll, like, come on yeah. magic might yeah i mean come yeah on. and i love the appreciation I, of human bodies so like, do i you know? yeah so do i when i was at oregon shakespeare festival like you know they were doing cambodian rock band and mm-hmm. the moment that would get the most ooze and ahs was when one of the guys came on stage shirtless with his six pack showing mm. and that would get a lot of like, whoa, cheers. And, 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 you know, all these things. Right. Um, but then I was, you know, if you're just like thinking of it tit for tat, if a girl came out in a bikini, I don't know that it would elicit the same response from a theater audience. Oh, that's what I'm talking about. Double standard, which it doesn't mm. like we're saying everything like, you know, women have been objectified for so long. I'm not saying that we weren't. I'm just saying, like, where are we going? Mm-hmm. What's what then? Where are the lines for ogling? I just want it all to be body appreciation. 100%. And, yeah. and, 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 and if it's that, then great. Yeah. But it, it, I don't know if it is yet. Right. Right. True. 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 You know? Yeah. You're totally right. I think we still have a while to go before then. Yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? But yeah. Prisca, there's another Bell Hooks yeah. quote here. Do you mind sharing that with us? I would love to. And the, and this is one of the things I think, you know, we're, we keep saying, you know, it's not our lived experience, but I think as women, like these are things that are good food for thought. Here. Yes. Mm-hmm. One of the primary difficulties feminist thinkers faced when confronting sexism within families was not, was that more often than not, female partners were the transmitters of sexist thinking. Even in households where no adult male parental caregiver was present, women taught and teach children sexist thinking. Hard relate Yo. hard relate hard. share no i i feel like your mom has some i know that's why i want choice. you to go first that's why i want you to I go i feel like she has some choice words on that um <laughs> okay i can go first i mean i i think like again like i my mom was a little not ordinary for like an asian woman thinking right you know what i mean mm-hmm. but i guess i would say like i'm sure my grand grandmother said things to me all the time that now i don't fully remember but impacted me the you know like oh a boy will choose you type of language mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um i think my mom 
the way that I was uncomfortable talking about periods, my mom is uncomfortable talking about bras. Um, and so I, I, <laughs> I, 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 I'll try to connect it, what? But, but she was very big on, um, propriety, how a woman should appear in the world. Right. So less about like the roles, but more about, oh, you can't wear that or you, you can't let your bra strap be showing or like, you know, just like that kind of propriety true aspect. True. She was very big on and very like, it, you know, sh- like women shouldn't burp, like all, you know, all the like kind of mannerisms of like, you know what I to mean? Be which a are shout, tied, yeah. Exactly. Which are tied to, you know, these patriarchal structures and like, oh, you need to be, cho- you, 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 a man will choose you. So if you're acting improprietously, like no man's going to fucking want you kind of ideals. Um, so I guess that's how it was present in my life but talk to me about your mother and and we love your mother very much and these are just things that they grew up with yeah and honestly it's like i feel so seen when i go on tiktok and i see like an asian american woman like sharing or her mom saying certain things to her and i'm like that is so painful like i would fucking get triggered and explode you know and it's like um for example my mom would say you know she's a housewife she's been a housewife for most of her life and She's like, oh,如果你没有整理, you know, like you, if you, you don't clean up, that get... no one's gonna want to marry yeah. you. Yeah, 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 exactly. So I was like, it's like grooming me to be like a pick me girl. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? It's like, um, and thankfully it didn't turn out that way. Right. But it's like all of these conditions in which I'm not good enough yeah. to to just be a woman you know Oof. like and also it's like me deciding to be child free yeah is a huge no-no mm. right and it's like she even said one time hopefully she's changed her stance on this i don't know if she did but she's like you're not a real woman until you experience that. yeah and that's like invalidating your gendered experience you know what yeah. i'm saying like and and that's just um that's true my dad has never Right. He has never restricted me to wearing a dress. Hmm. He's just like, let her wear what she wants. Wow. It's so weird, right? It's yeah. like this this quote from Bell Hooks has literally It's hitting kinda hard. It's hitting really hard because yeah, it's like these my mom perpetuated this sexism pretty hardcore. Ugh. And it's not my father. Yeah, she's teaching you the ways of the patriarchy. Right. And like it, you know, I mean neither of us have any brothers, so Yeah, we um, don't know. But like, you know, I wonder I wonder what it would have looked like, what they would have told their sons. You know, I wonder what that looks like because I mean we don't know, you know? Right. And I know I know a lot of like Asian boys, they're like, oh my mom never talked to me about any of that type of thing. But then Abe's mom actually like sat him down <laughs> This is like, well, anyway, his mom like sat him down and was like, every girl you date, like she's a daughter and like a sister. So teach, treat them with respect, Yeah, which I know is also problematic. Cause like, why does she have to belong to someone else in order to respect her? You should just respect her. But you know, conditional love in an Asian family. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, um, I also side note, hate the term. She gave me a child. <laughs> Ew! You have people around you that say that. I mean, people say that. Ew! And I'm just ew, like, yeah, ew, it just ew. makes you want to like I pooped out this gift that's solely for yeah, you. Exactly, exactly. Even though I'm the one that suffered through it, it exactly. to push it out of my vagina. Exactly. Jeez. It's gross. It just it, it's gross. Suffice it to say, we're we're there's a lot of tension. We're figuring a lot of stuff out. But Rox, how do you feel like we can walk with our male counterparts at during this like confusing ass time? Y'all show. 
more compassion for others, yeah. show more compassion for yourself. Ooh. That's all I gotta say. Ooh. You know, it's like, look, version Roxy twenty twenty would have responded very differently than the Roxy yesterday. Yes, when in terms, and you know, he didn't trigger me when he said that. No, you know? and I'm like, oh, I'm at a different place where I can actually hear what he's saying. Yeah, and, and it's true. His lived experience is that. Yes. And I can't deny him that. Like, we have to really watch what we're thinking. We have to really mm. watch what we're saying. Like, we're, I, I feel like humans, we tend to do this thing where it's like we go around preaching. Yeah. Right. But we can't actually do whatever it is that we preach. No. We have a hard time with accountability, which is an episode I'm looking forward to doing in yes. the near future. Woo-hoo. So it's like, um, I just think that in order to do that, show more compassion, really try to listen. Mm. If you're being triggered or provoked, check that real quick. Yeah. Is it really about you Ooh. in that comment? Ooh. Right. And if yep. it is about you, have a safe space. Hopefully you can find a safe space in order to share it, mm. how you feel. But in terms of that, if we could just be better allies to men as well. Yeah. I, I couldn't agree with you more. It's about listening to each other and actually hearing each other if we can, you mm. know? And I think, uh, what I'm hearing you say too is even as women, we needed to go through our own processes yeah. and we needed to feel a certain amount of anger yeah. and a certain amount of vitriol and all these things. And yeah. and then you wake up one day and I remember waking up one day and I was like, oh shit, the anger is, it, 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 it was like step one. And I almost like find the anger boring because uh, I'm, I'm past the anger. Yeah. And now yeah. I'm, Ooh, you're you know past what I mean? the anger. Yeah. Yes. I'm not never going to be angry. I mean, we're still angry, you know, but like, yeah. I'm not just angry about it. Yes. I'm also like, I'm waiting for the next step. I'm curious about the next step. And then I feel like in, in my gut, I, I feel like this has to be about reaching across the aisle. To we each have other, to you know? meet yeah. in the middle y'all. Yeah, yeah. We really do. So, yeah. You guys, we love all of you. Yeah, Honestly, we do. this has been such a great conversation. Priscilla, thank you so much for oh my gosh. for bringing this up because it definitely is a conversation that needs to be had. We're yeah. very curious to see how you guys respond to this episode. Yeah. Um, looking forward to your thoughts and see if anything changes in your own personal dynamics. Let us know. 100%. And I just we just want to say to the men out there, we we're we're not telling you to shut up <laughs> and sit down and shut up we're 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 saying maybe listen so sometimes listening involves shutting your mouth but we don't want to (laughs) we don't want to shut you down we don't i i we're not here to like man hate or whatever you know the term is like but i think it has to go both ways like you're saying like we have to reach back out to each other and i would say to like you know non-male folks listening it's like um one of the things that worries me is if we don't strike a good balance, if we don't, if not every human feels heard, um, it can lead to further resentment. And, I, you know, I think the thing we don't want to see is uh, like a big uptick in reactionary misogyny. Not that that's on us, but that's the potential consequence of not hearing each other you know i'm not putting that on us at all but i'm just saying like everyone needs to be heard and that everyone has a breaking point too so like let's take this opportunity because i think there's a lot of people that want to speak and be heard and but want to listen as well and also just be mindful that if you are creating space for someone who has been repressing their emotions for a very long time the moment it comes out it's gonna be a lot like we know that a conversation is between two people yeah but I've seen a lot of men who talk at you. Yeah. The whole time. 
So let's all learn <laughs> how to have a proper conversation uh, by listening and, you know, also yeah. stepping in. Sometimes you know? if you imagine there's like an imaginary like like soccer ball <laughs> and only whoever's holding it can talk. <laughs> You don't want to hold it for too long <laughs> and, and then you want to throw it. And then when they have it for too long, you, you kind of want, you know, you yeah, want it back. Yeah, so yeah, that's what creates that's good momentum. relationships. You yeah. guys toss it back and forth. I will toss it you know? to you and you will toss it back to me. I go. don't want to take it from you. You know, we're not in the UK. Because we're not violent. Yeah, <laughs> we're not in the UK. So be a tosser. You know what I mean? Let's be a tosser. Be That's a tosser, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> my God. On that note, oh, my God. I see a bunch of balls what? rolling towards us. Bully balls, bully balls, bully balls, bully balls, bully balls, bully balls. It's time for unsolicited picks, y'all. Unsolicited picks. <laughs> I, I, a bunch of bowling balls rolled onto my face. <laughs> wow, you've never looked younger. Thank you. I've got all my pores pressed out. Oh my of me. god, they're gone! All it took was a sixteen-pound ball. I'm Snow White. <laughs> oh man, the finger holes like expressed all your blackheads. Yeah. Uh, I'm actually not even Asian. God, what? I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, too far. Okay, Priscilla. <laughs> Uh, okay my picks for this week um i just binged the great british bake-off professionals so it's if you're feeling a hankering for great british bake-off this is like an offshoot of it where it's like professional patisserie patisserie people Uh yeah i don't Uh know what's a baker in french uh, I know it's a, a bakery is patisserie. Yeah, but who's like the person patisserie? Pastry name? chef. Yeah. Okay. Great. <laughs> <laughs> professional. Je ne sais pas. <laughs> Je ne sais pas. That's professional pastry chefs. Yes. And and like their sous or whatever their sous chefs um, competing for like the top spot and it's amazing. Like the the petty fours they made are fucking beautiful. Makes They're insane. Lick the screen. Yeah, because yeah. you know like Great British Bake Off is kind of more like Master Chef, where it's like more so like hobbyist bakers mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and maybe they're mm-hmm. really good but you know some of them aren't is it more intense in the tone Does it, it's it a little more intense professional now yeah yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and they're a little more like serious like no joking around but it's still got the like light-hearted like, yeah we just atmosphere. love the dry humor yeah. 100%, <laughs> yeah and it's a little more gay because like one of the hosts is gay so it's like a little got a little more like i feel like he opens up in his gayness throughout this season Quoting it's like kevin fun let's all just be, be gayer. gayer um and then the other one i want to thank my friend minji chang for bringing me to a screening of this this week um banshees of inna sharon mm-hmm. i've seen this directed by marty mcdonough talk about masculinity and it's and, and how it affects men <laughs> like the patriarchy and oh how it God, doesn't serve was, men did, okay thoughts on this movie go yeah i i thought it was brilliant writing um i mean the premise obviously it's like it, it, it is very um like metaphorical or or fairy tale-esque or you know it it, 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 it it's not 
in the real world, I didn't feel like, but I thought that the performances were amazing and it was fucking funny. Um, and it's very on, very on topic for what, what we talked about today. But given your facial expression, you didn't like it I as much. Lo- I thought it was so sad. <laughs> it's so sad. It's so it sad. It made me so sad because yeah. it made me think about friendships. Yes. <laughs> And especially male friendships where they can't be soft with each other. And when they ask for something, they don't know how to give it. And they don't know how to listen to each other. Let's be real. (laughs) They don't know how to respect each other's boundaries. Let's be real. (laughs) They don't know how to to healthily set boundaries or respect boundaries. Yes, but this is a very clear reference to our topic today. (laughs) It's almost tit for tat our conversation. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember watching this movie. I think I had a fever when I was watching this movie. And I was wearing a COVID mask and I was just having a hard time breathing oh and my I just, god but i just remember the whole time i was like oh god this is stressing <laughs> so, please don't do this to each other no. you loved each other no <laughs> like, but uh, i get it but yes definitely check it out because i i think it pertains it's a it's really a good, great movie it's a great great writing great yeah. acting beautifully shot i've yeah. never thought looking in through a window could I look so to beautiful ireland. i want to go to ireland oh let's go god. okay let's we're going go. um okay how about let's yours go. okay so uh physical 100 uh, look okay i know i'm getting flustered looking at all these beautiful bodies okay <laughs> it's body appreciation okay priscilla okay thank okay, you but okay most sorry sometimes i may just watch and open my legs a little bit but you know and scream um, a little bit but you know i just can't help but appreciate yeah yeah <laughs> all these bodies but seriously it's like sexism is real uh-huh. in this in this show so Ooh. um watch it uh, you're just um strength comes in many forms mm-hmm. which i think this show does a really great job of showcasing yeah that people are like oh what's the best was like you never you, and people have such blatant like yeah. assumptions about others yeah and also asian culture especially male asians with their pride really coming through hard you know in this show so um i i think it's a i think it's kind of long you guys because there's so many contestants but um it's an addictive binge but see like for me that type of body does nothing for me like i get it it's beautiful but like i like a skinny boy like you know what i mean i'm just not into it they're they're different ones there's lean ones too but i think what it is is that like I know it takes a lot of work to look like that. It's a lot of work. It's yeah. I appreciate it. Almost yeah. like um there's like a Disney ice carving competition. Yeah. I appreciate it in a similar way. I, I'm like really impressed. I bet you really worked hard for yeah, that. Yeah, it's just so funny because like I've yeah. seen so many TikToks of like people watching them and then all the men are just like lifting while they're watching it. <laughs> and then they're just like, you know, yesterday I was with my friends and then like the husband he came home and yeah. he just started doing push-ups <laughs> while watching it. It's so fun. Like again, oh my it's gosh. Like, it makes you want, yeah, yeah to, and it makes all, you motivated. And it shows like all the TikToks. TikTok reactions of like girls, you know, just like smiling and watching, and all of their boyfriends and husbands like trying to jack up again masculinity and the patriarchy. Yep, like pertains to our topic today. Yeah, and then my second pick, or they don't pick pick. Who doesn't love a good spa day, honey? Um, I love a spa day. Tell me about it. There is this uh, place in Cabo that John and I went to earlier this week called the Desert Spa. <gasps> what? And it is a five star spa. It's one. Of, it's literally rated one of the top spas in Mexico. Oh my god! Gimme, gimme! And they have oil like infused steam rooms. They have what? yeah, and it's like literally 
I've had the best massage when I was oh there. Every detail is like immaculate. <sighs> I felt so taken care of. I felt like a fucking empress goddess. <sighs> Everything. Like, oh my God. All the products were so good. And I just want to live there. <sighs> you know, I just want to move in. Let's and move. You know how Gwyneth Paltrow has her own fucking spa inside yes. her house? This <gasps> yes. inspired me for that. Oh my gosh. Yes. Yeah. That's what you want yours to look like. I want it to. And then, you know, just people serve me my tea. Oop. People serve me. But here's another thing is that jaw from his experience because i i don't know you know uh stereotyping is like really real it's like oh, those no. people like offer him tequila shots like inside oh man inside the male section i don't know but oh. for me i experienced the five stars <laughs> oh he did it he did he did it's just um the, uh, see it's like with him people are always trying to get him drunk oh right yeah yeah so they just assume they just assume yeah don't make assumptions y'all yeah anyways that is spot go look for louisa she's my absolute fave Yums. and let me know what y'all think yums well um we also want to give a big thank you to con for donating to us love you con thank you and you know you all can donate by going to twohornyguts.com and hitting donate um but please support him and his part musical partner yan by listening to um their group is called your crush Ooh. and we're gonna be playing them for the outro today yeah Yes! It's their song Strawberry Sheets. Ooh. And um, Khan says Yan recorded the first idea for Strawberry Sheets on her iPhone in her bedroom at 3 a.m. What? When I first heard it, I instantly knew it was special. This song felt like the first time we wrote about something that was real to us. Dude. It's called Strawberry Sheets Ooh. by Your Crush. Ooh. Like that just sounds like a little yummy chupa chup, yeah, like lollipop. So you can you know? like go look them up or just like Shazam it from our episode right now. But oh my gosh, oh my god, a- that's amazing! <laughs> have a horny week, our lovely goatee, and remember, stay horny.
Podcast is hosted by me, Roxy. And me, Prisca. <laughs> Music by Abraham Kim. Artwork by Connie N. Please visit us at twohornygoats.com. You can also donate to us at twohornygoats.com. Have thoughts or questions? Email us at hello at twohornygoats.com. Okay.